Hello, and welcome to another episode of Intelligence for Your Life, the podcast. I'm very, I'm Gib Gerard. Very excited to bring you guys a new episode. Our guest this week is David Nurse, the author of Pivot and Go. He's also a coach in the NBA. Uh, he's he's just a fan. I'm I'm really, really excited to bring this to you guys. Uh, we're we're going to talk about how to turn your failures into successes, how to reframe your life so that you can be as successful as possible. This is this is the kind of stuff that really makes me alive. Uh, and David's a fantastic guy. We've been talking before and after the we did this show. I just I really like him. I really am excited to bring you guys this interview. Before I get to that, uh, I'm going to give you guys a quick word from our sponsors, uh, including Rocket Mortgage from Quicken Loans. I want to say one more thank you to our sponsors for making today possible. Thank you guys so much. We're super excited that you guys decided to be part of the show. Uh, I have a couple quick pieces of intelligence before we get to this interview. They say you never forget how to ride a bike, but a growing number of people, just for, for a growing number of people, just learning to ride the bike will have to wait because a worldwide bike shortage is going on right now. It's actually one of the latest casualties of the pandemic, but the bicycle industry experts say there are a variety of reasons. First, back when stay-at-home orders first started in March, people started looking for alternative ways to exercise or get around town, which led to a whopping, are you ready for this? 75% increase in bike sales. At the same time, many of the factories that make bikes and bike parts had to close down for safety reasons, which meant bicycle supplies couldn't keep up with the growing bicycle demand. Everybody remembers that from economics. And even today, thousands of people across North America are still waiting for bicycles that they ordered back in April. Good news is that bicycles are starting to slowly arrive back in stores. And if you're lucky enough to ride one during the pandemic, that's great, because many studies show that cycling is an effective way to boost your mood, get better quality sleep, and relieve your pandemic stress. Oh, all those. Uh, get yourself a stationary bike, too. That way you don't have to even deal with seeing other people. That's, that's, that's just one more great thing. I've noticed my daughter wants a bike, and we have not been able to find one for her. So I have gotten to experience this one firsthand. Also, if you are having pandemic stress, and I am having horrible pandemic stress, Start your day with three minutes of good news. The rest of your day will be better. That's according to positive psychologist Michelle Guillen, an expert in the science of happiness. She says, studies show that the news we read or hear in the morning has a big impact on our mood for the whole day. And being exposed to just three minutes of uplifting news raises happiness levels by 27% for at least eight hours. Dr. Guillen says, you can even be the bearer of good news. So you can go tell your friends the good news. If you start a conversation on a positive topic, it'll lift the other person's mood and strengthen your connection with them. So there you go. Positive news to start your day. Here, of course, is some more positive news. Here is my interview with David Nurse, and I'm very excited to bring you. David Nurse, author of Pivot and Go. Thank you so much for being a part of the show today. I really appreciate you having me on. Thank you very much. All right. So your whole thing, it's a 29-day blueprint to redefine and achieve your success. So I guess i guess first and foremost, you know, that's that's the subtitle of your book. When you say redefine success, you know, how, how are you how are you redefining success? Yeah. So success is a term that, that we all grew up thinking like it means one thing. And there's a lot of terms in and words that we have, our subconscious tells us it means something. It's good success. When you think about it, you think about, oh, I'm rich. I'm making a lot of money. I got a lot of followers on Instagram. People mm -hmm. know me. But that's not really what success is because if that is success to you, it's going to drive you nuts. You're going to constantly want more and right. more and more. And you'll never have a peace 
and a rhythm in your life. So redefining what success means and this blueprint that I have through Pivot and Go is it's based on 29 days. So 28 is the generally accepted number to create the habit. And right. I love habits. I love, love routines. But why not make it a lifestyle, an ultimate rhythm? So mm -hmm. you're living in the sense of, hey, this is what success means to me. This is what an actual rich life means to me and not necessarily based on the world's terms. And same thing goes with, like I said, failure. Like a lot of people will look at failure and they're like, oh, man, I, I don't want to fail. I'm scared to take this step because I'm afraid to fail. But honestly, failure is not it's not just a way that we learn and grow. It is the only way to learn yeah. and grow not failing you're not growing so it's it, it's about pivoting your mindset to be able to look at these different terms in life that drive our lives to see them from a different perspective and I'll just tell you just real quick about a pivot and I come from a basketball background and coaching NBA players and in, in the NBA a pivot is when you're defended tightly by def by defenders and you can't see through anything and, mm -hmm. and everything over you you make a slight turn a slight pivot and now everything opens up. So it's just a slight turn in your perspective, in your movement, and everything opens it up. And that's exactly what a pivot is. And that's exactly what the power in redefining these types of terms. Yeah. So like, like, like so I love the I love sports analogies because I think um, we have we, so easy, so much easier to depersonalize the concepts when you can just see people physically move in those ways. Um, my question to you is, and I think failure is important. I'm all in on the concept, but I also know that the more we fail, the more we risk becoming bitter, the more we risk becoming entrenched in our own blaming and our own negative behaviors and our negative self-talk. So how do you maintain the kind of pivoting and positivity required, uh, when, when like, I mean, like the world right now just keeps beating us up. So how do we, how do we maintain that sort of energy that, that, that that movement that we need, you know, to continue the sports analogy. Uh, how do we keep the offense moving in order to actually and actually in order to actually win? Yeah, that's such a great question because we all are stuck in some in some way, shape, or form right now. This time we're going through, we all feel that that stuck feeling. And how do we get out of it? Life is beating us up. Mm -hmm. But the first thing is the understanding of redefining the terms, like we're talking about, but also understanding that what you're doing on a daily basis is going to lead you to something far greater, even if it doesn't feel like it. Like I poured all my life, and we can get more into this, all my life into playing in the NBA. So literally, like I'm from the middle of nowhere, cornfields of Iowa. I'm 6'2", not very athletic, never dunked a basketball in my life. And I, I every day I poured into playing in the NBA. And let's fast forward. Like, my, my parents probably should have told me to play golf or tennis or something like that. But <laughs> I, I college basketball and I'm playing overseas in this. And it sounds really cool to say, yeah, I'm playing over in Europe professionally. But really, it was more like a Will Ferrell semi-pro kind of league where they're, they're more concerned about drinking beers at halftime than they are the actual game. And, and I get cut. So I get cut from this second division joke of a team in northern Spain, Basque region. So not only are all my life goals and dreams – like literally everything I put into my life was not just taken away. It was even turned upside down and my head rubbed in the dirt. Right. So what I, like, and, and then I, like I came back and, and lived with my parents on their recliner chair in Kansas city and, and just keep the story going. One day 
I'm sitting there. It's about five months. I'm there, and, and my mom would always say these motivational and inspirational quotes, and and usually it's like, all right, whatever, mom. In one ear, in one ear, out the other ear. But but she said this when she when she was doing dishes. She said, David, when one door closes, four open in an entire beachfront patio overlooking the ocean. And I was like, ah, I've heard that before. It kind of was like, where'd you come up with that, mom? So it stuck with me, and I realized that everything that I'd poured into playing in the NBA was actually all this detail, all this extra hard work was actually to coach players, to help others get to the NBA. And that's when I realized my life pivot. So to bring everything back together is when we feel like we're just continuing to fail and we feel negative and negative about it, you know what? Your, Your thing, your goal, it is going to come. It probably won't come the exact way that you think, Mm. and it probably won't come at the exact timing that you want, but it will come, and it'll come in a way that's that's even better because you have built up these skills. You have built all this up through failing. I mean, everybody knows the the Thomas Edison, it took him like, what, 10,000 times to create the light bulb, but he just learned those other times how not to do it. Right. It's the same thing with failure, and it's, man, it's tough because we, because we, we fail and we feel bad about ourselves. Right, exactly. Really pivot, pivot that mindset and, and, and do it on a consistent basis of telling yourself, man, if I fail, that's cool. I'm learning. I'm growing. I'm getting better. Yeah. And that's where we have to get to. I mean, that's and that's sort of like that's the maturity that 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 life requires of us, right? I mean, I, we can look at Thomas Edison and say he was a unique individual, and and by all accounts, he absolutely was. But instead of just saying, well, that's him, not me, let's take that time and learn from him and learn how to and learn how to maintain that energy, that positivity. And is it just is it as is it as much as making that decision or or do we need to like are there other things that we can start to do in order to get that? Because, man, it's so easy to sit here and say that you and me and I go, yeah, every failure just needs to be a lesson. Every setback needs to be a way that I realize I need to go a different route. But when you experience the failure and you and like you know you're you're talking about being a being a basketball player when you get cut from a team it doesn't just it feels like they're rejecting you not just your work you know and I feel like that's uh, I, I'm I'm first of all I'm super impressed that you were able to pivot but I want I want that secret sauce so that I can have that energy to or and that and that dissociative feeling to be able to make that pivot do you know what i mean yeah yeah absolutely and it's and, and that's what i love it is giving people actionable tools to actually do it like right. i love that that wise the purpose and what simon Sinek talks about and everything but give me some actual how right give me some actual tools how to get out of this unstuck and in pivot and go, I go through 29 days. There's there's 29 action steps at the end of each chapter that literally give you the tools to get through basically any situation that, that you can face that you can feel stuck in. So to give you guys some tools, like it's 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 constantly obviously like we've been talking about, it's the consistency in it. So right. embrace the term relentless consistency, meaning you're going to do something every single day. And I, and I talk about 1% steps, just 1% steps daily, incremental steps daily. Even if you're failing and you fail three days in a row, that's okay. Get back on the horse mm-hmm. because no no line to success was ever a straight line. It, it's always up and down and curvy. So focus on 
yes, you have your macro, you have your big goal. And I'm, I'm really big on setting just super specific, detailed, dream, out of this world, crazy goals and, and taking these 1% steps. So, so you have your macro, but you focus on the, just the micro 1% steps right. to get there. And it, 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 there's a process, there's a, a leadership circle, which is, or sorry, a leadership square, which I actually, I've been, I use with my players and I, and I love it's in like, there's something that you're passionate about. So just imagine you're really passionate about something. You're pouring your life's work into it. Like you're really excited about it. You don't know what you don't know. You have this just kind of incompetent confidence in yourself right now. And then there's going to come a point where you go down, like you go down around this square and you go into the pit. This is when it, it sucks. It's tough. You're feeling stuck. You're getting beat up. You're getting right hand jabbed by, by Mike Tyson. Like it's, mm. it's tough. Right. And this is where like you constantly tell yourself, I am in this pit, but that's okay. That's okay. I, and I mean, there's a lot of tools that you can use that I go through in this book of like setting up your environment, like the people around you are your environment. You have your support and you have your challenge people that are there for you. You have your golden 15 genuine network that you know you're not going through this on your own. But then, I mean, the biggest the biggest thing people can do is really embrace being in that pit, knowing mm -hmm. that there's, there's different seasons in life. Like it's going to happen where you're going through this pit, but then you're going to be able to turn the corner if you don't give up. If you don't say, no, I can't do this. This is for somebody else. This is too difficult. No. And one of my favorite tools that I use, I'll, get, I'll give you two. Two of my favorite tools. I do this every single morning. It's what I call the foggy mirror. So we all wake up with self-doubt. We all have the imposter syndrome to some extent. And we all, we, we all doubt ourselves. It creeps in. So that is the foggy mirror. That self-doubt fogs up our mirror. Mm. I walk over to the mirror. First thing I do when I wake up. And I do a hand gesture where I'm just basically wiping away that fog. And that is, is subconsciously affirming me that I am wiping away this fog and I'm taking away the self-doubt and I can live in the self-awareness, confidence of who I am. And now I mean, it doesn't you, just you literally wipe your mirror or are you just taking your arm and like doing a thing in front of your own face with nothing in front of you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just, yeah, I, I just do it. I don't actually touch the mirror. My wife might get upset at me <laughs> if I <laughs> But yeah, I just do the gesture and I mean, it doesn't happen overnight, but over time, like I constantly, okay, I've done this. Okay, now, now, hey, whatever happens to me today, it's okay. I'm living it. I'm not self-doubting myself. I'm living in the self-awareness confidence. So that's how I start off. And then I, I have a thing that I call mental dictatorship. It's a chapter in the book. And I've done studies with my NBA players and people that I've worked with over years where I literally just brought a stopwatch and we were doing whether it's a basketball drill or a weightlifting session or something where they didn't want to do it. Like they actively did not want to do it. And even for myself, and I just hit stop, hit start. And the number that kept coming up was 17 seconds. Like after 17 seconds, your mind can overcome those situations of not wanting to do something or a difficult situation. Right. So if you start a workout for 17 seconds, man, you're in it and, it, and you're feeling good. Like you can get through it. So I jump in an ice cold shower, a three minute ice cold shower every Ooh. morning after. Are you like a Wim Hof year. guy? Are you a Wim Hof guy? <laughs> no, I'm not getting into the crazy breathing stuff. But, I respect Wim Hof and all that, but but he's yeah, got the I mean, he's got the cold he, like the mind over matter with the cold stuff. So anyway, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I love it. I absolutely love his stuff. So I mean, I don't look forward to getting into that shower. It right. sucks. The first 17 seconds sucks, but after that, it's easy. 
So it triggers my mind again that, hey, I can get through anything. I have this tool. I have this tool, this foggy mirror. Like whenever I doubt myself, I can go to a mirror and use my hands. I have this tool of knowing 17 seconds is all it takes. It's my mental dictatorship. Like these are actionable tools that we can have to get us feeling unstuck. Mm -hmm. Now, all this being said, and you can have all the tools in the world, but if you just do it one day, it'll it'll never last. Right, 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 right. You can't just go and do the bench press one time and then expect to have Arnold's pecs. You've got to show up every day for months. Exactly, exactly. And one of my favorite quotes, man, is it takes 10 years to become an overnight success. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to accept that. Like they see these people come up. So I'll give you an example story. My uncle coaches the Toronto Raptors. They won the NBA championship last year and he's mm-hmm. first year head coach. And everybody's like, man, he got so lucky. Lightning struck in a bottle, everything. No, he's been coaching a head coach for 27 years in small colleges, overseas, in different countries. You don't even know play basketball. I've been there with him in England where he's taping players' ankles, popping popcorn at halftime. But he lived in that, like, hey, this is my goal. I'm going to get there. He put a picture of himself when he was 22 on his fridge of holding up an NBA trophy and going to live every single moment, no matter what, where he was, like he was an NBA champion coach. And 27 years later, nobody sees those other 27 years. There he is holding up the trophy. So nothing happens overnight. Yeah, I mean, like, and 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 I think, gosh, man, you look at you look at how our culture has shifted, right? With, uh, I, I, not not to belittle this this world, but with you know influencer marketing and this sort of veneer of, it's this weird fame that is coming on people who are. I don't know how to, I don't know how to express it. It's like, it's, it's, and I, and I don't want to take away from what some of these people are able to accomplish, but I, I it's is going to sound really pejorative, but fame without excellence, right? We have a lot of these people who are famous for just being, um, as opposed to famous for their accomplishments and being celebrated for the things that they're able to do. And I find that that mentality is really poisonous to the youth who are watching that. Um, because they think I can just, I can just travel the world and get paid a million dollars a year. Um, and, and that will, that'll be my niche. And, and, and they don't do exactly what you're talking about, which is the, which is the sort of habit forming mind shift, uh, elements that get you there. Yeah. I love that you brought that up because you have no foundation. These people that, that they get this instant fame, Instagram fame, like they will burn out. It's 15 mm-hmm. seconds of fame, they're out. But it, it, it's tough because kids see this and they want this automatically right away. But I'm a big believer, and I've seen it in my life, if something is given to you before you've actually worked for it and, be, and, and when it's not on the correct timing for you, mm-hmm. you're going to burn out. For yeah. example, myself, so after I made this pivot of, hey, I want to become an NBA coach, like I went five years of traveling around the world, driving, having basketballs in my car, sleeping in, sleeping in my car in well-lit Walmart parking lots, just doing basketball camps for anybody. And I'm 27 years old, and I get brought on by the Brooklyn Nets. So there's there's a lot of other stuff that go through that in that in that uh, journey and in that grind. But I'm coaching with the Brooklyn Nets at 27 years old. We go from 28th in the league from three-point shooting percentage to second. So huge jump. Right. Like I'm. I'm getting all this notoriety, this hot up-and-comer, and and GM's talking like three-year deal. They love what I'm doing. And then uh, they get a new head coach. So when they get a new head coach in the NBA, the whole staff is out. Right. So just like that, like I I was out. And it it was too early for me. I wasn't 
as good as I thought I was. And there were some situations where I was working out some players and I thought I knew better than them. And I was kind of putting myself up on a pedestal instead mm. of the player. And it ended up, man, I, I just, I got caught up in that. And I wasn't ready for it. It wasn't my time to be there. I didn't put in the work that I needed to put in to be at that position at 27 years old. And I've, I've learned so much from that. But it's this, whenever you get something too soon, like this Insta success, right. it's going to burn out. It's absolutely going to burn out. Yeah, I mean, and then the platform shifts, right? Like TikTok gets banned and all of a sudden you've got to, you've got to redefine yourself. And if you don't have a core set of values, a core set of talents... If your talent is just, it, it, it can be really hard to find a pivot and to find a way to, to reassess your talents. You know, I think, yeah. I, I think, I think that, but my, my concern, you know, again, is the danger that we all, we all fall into, which is the, the overnight success dream. We all want to win the proverbial lottery. Um, and, and nobody like, like you don't realize just how, by the way, you know, I think to extend the metaphor even further, if we want to win the lottery of life, most lottery winners, I think, end up bankrupt in the in in the first five years, um, yep. they, because they don't they don't they they don't understand the money that they got, um, and I think that I think the same thing could be true of excellence. Like if you don't understand the talent that you have and how to use it and and give it to the world, you are gonna um, you are gonna have you're gonna go bankrupt, whether it's morally bankrupt, whether it's financially bankrupt, or whether you've just you burn your career out. Like you you need to figure out how you are uniquely equipped to uh to serve the world and and in that excellence there you will find the success right is that yeah i love how you just said that serve the world is that is the ultimate key when you can detach yourself from what's in it for you and right. how you can serve others like that is when great, amazing breakthroughs happen. And I know it sounds, people are like, well, I want this for me. I want this to happen now. But if you can really focus on just serving. So I have a chapter in the book called Wave Your Towel. And the, the mentality of this, the mindset pivot is, is, is serving others. And, and Aaron Baines was a player that I played with over in, over in Greece. And now he... He ended up playing with the San Antonio Spurs, and now he's playing with the Phoenix Suns. But when he got this opportunity, so he's a great player overseas. When he got this opportunity to play with the Spurs, he told me, he's like, I'm going to be the best towel waver in the NBA, meaning he is just going to serve. He is going to encourage. He's going to cheer everybody else on and just be that guy that really just lifts up the the, the, the encouragement of everybody else by waving his towel and serving others. Mm. And through doing that, if he was feeling bad about himself in the situation he was in and not getting any minutes on the court, he was the last guy on the bench. He would have, mm. he would have got, but he was, they, they won an NBA championship. Like his, his positivity was just infectious. He got a big deal with Detroit, then Boston, then Phoenix. He's made over a hundred million dollars in the NBA just by focusing on waving your towels where wow. it all started serving the importance of serving is I can't express, I like literally can't express it enough. And what it also does for you, another win in serving is I have, so going on with the tool with the hands, we're talking about the foggy mirror wiping the hands, every room that I enter and people that I work with, every room that they enter, we say the word serve. So meaning it's, you're telling yourself subconsciously that when you walk into that room, it's it's what can you do for others in here? And it's not about – so it takes all the pressure off yourself. Right. You don't have to worry about how can I get this? How can I get this for myself? But you have this tool of your hands to be able to say the word serve. And right now, if 
if we're not able to go into rooms or anything, like you could do this when you're texting somebody or typing an email or on a phone call, but you always have this tool with your hands to live in this service mentality. And when you, when you focus on just giving, giving, and giving without expecting anything in return, mm-hmm. that's when everything comes back to you in the end. And I have yeah. a, a chapter in the book of, of when I was doing this, when I was living in this service mode, coaching with the Nets, and we were playing the Dallas Mavericks, and I love being the first person on the floor. It's just kind of like my ambiance, my aura. I just love being out there first. But this time, before the game, there was another guy out there before me. He's in these old shoes and in raggedy jeans shooting, missing a lot of shots. And I, I walk by him, and he turns to me, and he says, you know, the older you get, the legs go. And being a shooting coach, I had to counteract because it's not completely true. I said, you know, it's, it's not all about the legs, but how you generate the power, the momentum. I could tell he was intrigued, and I didn't want to get into a 15, 20-minute lesson here. I just wanted this time for myself before the game, but I was living in that service mode, so I showed him a few things, and he started making more shots, and I could tell he was really excited about it, and and now the real NBA players had to come out on the court to start getting ready for the game, so I said, hey, if you if you want any more information, just let me know. He's like, yeah, 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 and he, he pulls out his business card, hands it to me. I put it in my pocket. And I'm on my way because I want to get a, a couple minutes before the game. So right there before tip-off, I, I pull out this business card. And what it says is Mark Cuban. Like I had oh been helping. Yeah, and <laughs> this, was, this was before Shark Tank was really big. Right, right, and right, I, right. I, I can't – I live in L.A., but I could – like if I see a famous actor, I could never tell you who that was. So I don't know these people. Mm-hmm. It was Mark Cuban who had been helping harness his inner power for something he was passionate about. Yeah. And literally because I lived service mode, because I didn't just turn down this guy who I thought was a random guy, Mark is – like me and Mark are friends. I, I text him. I email him. Like he's he's in my golden 15 genuine relationships that I know that I can look to for any business advice that I need. Right. So it's that's the power in really just living in the service mode. Yeah, I mean that's and that's amazing. Like, I, and what what I like is uh, people are. I know people are skeptically sitting here right now, like, okay, but he's on the court at an NBA game, and uh, uh, you know he's going to run into the kind of people that will change your life. But the the key there is the mentality element, right? The more you are available to to serve the world around you, the, you'll be surprised at how many moments like that you have and how many people you have an opportunity to, and to form lifelong connections with that, to your point, you, you, you don't do it for the moment. You do it for, you, you don't do it for the, for the return. You do it for the moment. And then that return comes back to you uh, years later. I, I do want to, this is the second time you mentioned the golden 15. Uh, so yeah. I, I do want to talk about what that means, what the golden 15 is. And then um, after we're done with that, I, I do, I, I want to get into a little bit of how to begin to make those blueprints happen for us and to begin to break goals down in the way that, that you talked about. But first, what is this golden 15? Yeah. So the golden 15 and, this is a genuine relationship network. So network is a that's another term that we have to pivot our mindset on. And networking is is a dirty term in my opinion. It's like when you think of that, you think of the LinkedIn, you think of just hitting people right. up what they can do for me. Right. But it's about pouring into people, like giving and giving, like I did for Mark Cuban, or I I did for like Eric Spolstra, who's become a very good friend, an NBA champion head coach with the Miami Heat. I found people in different areas 
that I wanted to be able to have in my network, in my golden 15. Like a, I've got a guy that's really, really good with investment advice or nutrition and fitness. So I put together these different areas like how, how can I make myself the best I can possibly be? And then I pour into people, into their, in, like I give to them, I, I connect them with people or I'm just literally texting them, hey, how are you doing? Checking in on them. Just people that I want to have in this golden 15 and and then they become like like we say surrounding your environment with great people that I know that at any time if I need business advice I can text Mark Cuban if I need real estate advice I got my guy here but it doesn't happen because I just ask them for something it is it is months years of me giving and giving to them and there's like we can all do this like you literally can reach out to anybody you want in this day and age right. and make them Enter. Like you really like there's so much power in it, man. One of my best friends now is John Gordon. Just because I reached out to him and he's a great author, a great speaker, and he's a mentor to me, helping me along in this in this process. But because I simply reached out to him and it kind of goes hand in hand with the creating your goal in 15 and not being afraid to make a cold call. Yeah. And I have a, a, the book and it's a mindset of embracing cold calls. And because really like if, if you get turned down on every cold call, you're right exactly at the same spot that you are. If you if you send a direct message to somebody on Instagram that you want to reach out to and nobody gets back to you, that's okay. You're at the same spot you're at. Right. And for myself, when I was trying to get into the NBA and coaching, I did that. I hand wrote a letter and I called every single NBA GM and one of them got back to me. One. And it was the then GM of the Clippers, Gary Sachs. And Basically, we had a conversation where he's like, hey, if you're ever not in L.A., let's grab some coffee. Kind of like good good luck with the rest of your life. Mm -hmm. but I booked a ticket to L.A. the next day. <laughs> and I, was out there, I was out there that following week, had coffee with Gary. We had a great conversation. I prepared for it. Gary became one of my best friends. He was in my wedding last year. I lived with him for a little while when wow. I moved out to L.A. Wow. All because I wasn't afraid to make that cold call. Yeah. And I mean, there's, uh, most of us are, but. Just the understanding that it's okay if you do it and nobody gets back to you. You're at the same place you're at. But if you never risk it, you have no possibility of actually achieving where you want to be. Yeah, I mean, I think so two things, two big takeaways. Like one is I think the greatest failure we can have is inaction. I think inaction is actually the only true failure, right? Is just sitting nice. there and, and doing nothing, expecting things to come to you. Like that is, to in my mind... Uh, that's the only way you can actually fail because other failures are are simply are, are simply learning opportunities and ways to your point to pivot and go. Um, but the other thing that I love about that, I mean, you have this like this this energy about you, this willingness. But you said something very clear in there, which was you prepared for the for the coffee you had, right? You prepared for it. You mentally got ready. What does that preparation look like? Because I know a lot of people are afraid that they're going to get in front of. You know, a lot of us wouldn't know what to do with 15 minutes with Bill Gates. A lot of yeah. us wouldn't know what to do if we got to sit down with Jeff Bezos and say, hey, mentor me. And he'd be like, well, what do you want me to do for you? Uh, you know, aside from like, give me a billion dollars, which is which is not, again, to our point earlier, is not really a healthy way of of growing. It's just that that's it's it's money without excellence. How do we how do we prepare to to create these golden 15? Yeah, so that's a great question. I'll walk you through some steps on that. And and preparation is literally everything. Preparation, it, it, 
you can't over prepare in my opinion. And like just for, for example, for myself, when I was given my first big talk for a company, like they're paying me way too much money in front of three, 3000 people. Like most people think you, you just get up there on stage and you talk. I gave that talk about 150 times right. before I actually got up there on stage. Right. So that preparation, it's all about the preparation, but the preparation also gives you a ton of confidence because mm-hmm. the more you do something, like it's the 10,000 hours rule, the more confident you become. And there's so, so much power in doing that. So what I would say and, and what I talk a lot about is is setting goals, not just setting vague goals. Like you say, I want to get healthier. I want to yeah. lose weight. I want to be successful. Like you said, like I'm with Bill Gates, how do I make a million dollars? No, something very, very specific. And for an example of that, one of my players I've been working with is Domas Sabonis, plays for the Pacers. Two years ago, he was coming off the bench. Nobody really thought he was going to be that that great. And and we made a goal, he did, that he wanted to play in the 2020 NBA All-Star. The game was in Chicago, so we wrote down Chicago. We wrote down the date, everything exact to a T. And he carried that around with him everywhere. He had it written on his phone. He had it pasted on his fridge, on his mirror. So we hmm. constantly lived in this super specific goal because if we are just saying vague goals we don't know what we're actually going right. for daily right and you so can't and inter- you can't judge your you can't judge your progress to those goals if you don't know right. what they are right great point so i mean like every workout that we did we we talked about it like we had conversations with other all-stars of how they got there and there's a lot of there's a lot of confidence that is drawn through comparison too i talk about that with my nba players like Comparison in the Instagram term is is not good. Like that'll drive you nuts. But if you compare yourself to someone who's already been there and you can learn from them and study from them, that helps you along your path as well. So having these goals and then breaking them down, like we've been talking about in these 1% steps. So how did at the end of each day, I do this and I have my players do this is what I call the three big things. So it's another very powerful, actionable tool, taking steps forward towards your goal. At the end of each day, you write down what your big three goals are for the next day or the big three things you're going to get done that you really want to focus mm-hmm. on. And of course, they are in alignment with your mission, with your right. passion, with your goals. So I have and- I have the full focus planner. I, I got to... Um- I got to interview Michael Hyatt, and this is that's his planner. And literally, there's a daily big three every single day built into my planner. That's so cool! I didn't even know he had that. But that's, I'll that's I'll awesome. send you when we're, there's a like ten links I need to send you when we're done with this conversation. <laughs> That'll be it. one of them. Yeah, but you know it. I mean, there's so much power in it, and, and you check at the end of each day. Hey, did I hit these? And if not, that's okay. They move on to the next day. But it's also power in the in the next day. Like you don't have to you don't have to wonder after your morning routine that you're wondering like, okay, now what do I do? How do I take a step forward towards my goal? It's right there. Mm-hmm. So having your super specific goal, like really like I encourage everybody after this podcast or right now, write down what that super specific goal is and then start start putting these habits of the big three into your into your framework, into your routines. And then also there's a lot of power about speaking things into existence and yeah. seeing those things. Like I was talking about with my uncle of having a, a picture of himself holding up an NBA trophy, championship trophy when he was 22. Like I have a picture of myself on my fridge speaking in front of 100,000 people in a huge audience. My wife cut and pasted my head in there. But I see <laughs> that every day. So I know that's going to happen. 
happen. And when you constantly see yourself in these goals you're going to achieve, there's a lot of power in that speaking things into existence. Yeah, I mean, like, like if you're a if you're a spiritual person, you can you can align yourself with the idea of speaking things into existence pretty easily. But if you're merely like if you're not, it's very easy to just know that the more you say something, the more your subconscious mind internalizes that, and the more all of your behavior and mentality begins to shift toward that goal. Yeah. So constantly repeating it will just it, it reorients your mind. To the, and, and by the way, the more you've reoriented your mind, the more the people who see you who might be king, quote unquote, kingmakers can then uh, will actually see you as that person also and will begin to open doors for you that you didn't even know existed like that. There's a whole uh, that when, when you can control your mindset like that, you can really make changes in your life. Yeah, and it's it's a really good point that you make. And if we want to get like super sciencey about it, it's all about muscle memory everything you do develops muscle memory mm -hmm. what's called which wraps around in your brain and if you're constantly living in negative thoughts you're going to have negative myelin in your brain and you're going to think negatively about yourself mm. and we have on average 50,000 self-talk thoughts per day 50,000 yeah. 80% of those are negative like what if we could pivot that to be an 80% positive and and you can't you can, but it's constantly affirming yourself. It's not any, it's not a woo-woo thing or just like, oh, it's, everything's positive and we can look at everything in the positive. No, you can actually live in this type of mentality. But, but I, and, and I know we, we're talking about so many things and so many different tools and it can mm -hmm. kind of get overwhelming for people. Right. And I understand that. Like it, it like, but it's not going to all, you're not going to have it all together tomorrow. Just Focus on one thing, and that's why I break it down into 29 days. Like, and by the way, buy thing. the book. It'll make it so much easier. It'll help you organize it. The book is Pivot and Go. Link in the show notes for where to buy it. <laughs> no, man, it's, yeah. Uh, there's just a lot of power in understanding that, hey, we have the tools that we're able to use, and it's going to take time to get there. It's going to come if you daily prepare for that opportunity to come with relentless consistency yeah. on a one percent step mindset basis. Like you're going to live with so much more joy, too, right. because your happiness, happiness and joy are completely different, too. And I talk about that, the, what redefining joy is like there's no search for it. You live in it. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter what you're doing. You live in that joy. Because you're excited, you have the joy in the journey mm -hmm. and you're enjoying the actual process. Like for myself, when I tell people sometimes like, hey, I spent five years sleeping in my car with basketballs, driving around, doing camps for anybody. Like people are like, oh, that doesn't sound too glamorous. I loved it, man. It was awesome. Like I absolutely loved it. So you have to enjoy the grind, the daily grind. And right. I pivot that too as it is. It's not a daily grind. Like that's a negative. Like when you say grind, you're already negatively thinking about it. Right. Call right, it right. the daily find. Call it the daily find. Now, what are you finding in this day? What are you finding in your journey, in your mission, in your passion that you have? Yeah. And it just and it's just that I mean, it's the one percent steps that it all comes back to and just knowing that knowing that you have a gift inside of you, the only the biggest defender that's gonna hold you back from achieving those goals and those dreams is yourself right uh I, there's a few more things i want to cover before i let you go because I've, I've kept you for a long time i just want to i just want to recap a couple of things so like one one you got to have that goal you got to figure out what your why is for how you're going to change your life 
Uh, and, and once you do that, you can reframe everything. And I want to talk a little bit. And then, and then we got to have those, those 15 golden relationships, right? These are 15 people that, that you, whose influence you want, that are genuine, whose influence you want. And you, in order to prepare for how to orient those relationships, you need to know what you want going into that so that you can have, uh, you can get the most out of them. So I just, I mean, I'm just recapping what we've gone over so far, but I want to get into, um, with like, so with something like basketball, uh, if the goal is to let, let's let's take let's take your shooter. If the goal is to become uh, an NBA All Star in Chicago in 2020, right? Uh, the the ways you achieve that are by like are by like getting your stats to the places that they need to be. And the and with sports again, I I, like this, I love the sports metaphor because the orientation from from daily habits. To into uh, into performance changes is very clear. The more you jog, the faster you are. Like the the, the better your heart is, the longer you can jog. Okay, like if you do that every day, everybody just kind of knows that. If you go to the gym all the time and lift weights, the stronger you become. You do that like we just know that that's that how that works. We know the the correlation between consistency and outcome uh, in athletics because we see it in our bodies and we 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 believe that. Um, so. You know, I'm going to shoot a lot of basketballs. I'm going to shoot a lot with that. You know, with with certain. I'm going to I'm going to have you or or a coach teach me how to properly form my shot, and eventually my shooting percentage will go up. And as my shooting percentage goes up, so does my playing time. And as my playing time and shooting percentage go up, the odds of me becoming an all star go up. So like I see all those correlations. I think we have a hard time in more nebulous goals uh, or or less athletic goals in in correlating daily habits or what daily habits will get us to our, our end goal. Do you have any advice for two, two things? One would be how to break down our goal in a way that makes it um, smarter, that makes it you know, measurable, time-sensitive, all of the things that we think of as, uh, that are important, and then how to then translate that into the daily habits that will get us there in, in, in areas that are not quite as defined as basketball. Yeah, absolutely. And you break them down the ma- in, into the micros. And I, I call it my daily time pizza, which we have 24 hours in the day. And you can literally, you should do this. Draw this out in a circle in a pizza and just, just sliver off the slices of what you're going to focus on for that day. Like mm-hmm. maybe you have eight hours that's going to be work. You have five hours um, or eight hours of sleep. You have, it, it just break it down so you see where you have this time. Right. And this gives you a lot of power in this, man, because it's there's so many things that we can do, and there's so many things that that look like good opportunities. But that's, I mean, that the opposition of great is not bad. It is the enemy is good, and just taking every opportunity, and it, it comes down to understanding essentialism, like the power of saying no. That's one of my favorite books. If anybody wants to learn more of that, read Essentialism by Greg McCowan, just unbelievable book. I'll put a link but, to that in the show notes so you guys can check that out. It's so good. But 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 to break down your, your bigger goals, just just have have your calendar. There's power in having your calendar. There's power in actually mm. seeing things. There's power in tracking. Like if it's fitness, I mean, just take a picture of yourself and then a month later, take another picture of yourself. See if you have had those gains or if it's making phone calls. Like don't – another powerful one that I say like don't just base your result – or sorry, don't just base what you're thinking your progress is off your results. Base it on the process. 
And that's where I've helped NBA players make great breakthroughs is we never talk about points per game. We never talk about shooting percentages. All we talk about is did you get to your spots, your best shots for you, and that's all that matters. I had a guy the other night, he missed he missed 10 shots, but all 10 of those shots were either at the rim or catch and shoot threes, his two highest level shots. So if you're making sales calls or you're selling real estate, like figure out which are the ones that are the most essential for you. Don't just take everything, but then just just track track how many you do or how mm. many great ones you do. That's another big term too is like it's Practice doesn't make perfect. Practice just makes repetition and muscle memory. Perfect practice with purpose is what's going to make your success and your goals. So yeah. I'd say those tools are just, just your big goals. Break it down. Make your time pizza. See what's essential to you. And then and, and focus on not, hey, where the results come out of this, but daily just focus on check your stats daily of your process. Well, what I love about that, too, is you're focusing on the elements that are in your control, right? Shots go in, yeah. shots go, shots don't go in. Like, and, and honestly, if, you know, in, in sports, again, this is where sports analogy is really, is really useful. People go on, on hot streaks and cold streaks, and then you, then you look at the, at the amalgam of their career. Kobe was famous for his process. Uh, Michael Jordan was famous for his process. He missed and, and lost a lot of games for his team. Uh, because he was taking what he thought was a high percentage shot, but he missed it. But he got to the place where he got to make those shots. He, you know, you you've got to get yourself to the place where you're focused on the elements that you can control, on the things that you could be doing every day, and become essentially become outcome independent. Right? You're focused again on your own process, on your own growth, and then the outcome doesn't matter as much. And the irony is, the more you become outcome independent the more the outcomes begin to align with your goals. Yeah. And it's tough for people to understand that, but literally like just continue to tell yourself that, that it, if you divorce yourself from the results, the results will actually happen. And I love right. how you brought up Kobe and MJ. Like I talked to my NBA players about this too. We use this example. Kobe in his rookie year. He airballed like three shots in the playoffs and they lost the playoffs and they were out of it. And he says he's so glad that he airballed those shots that he felt flat on his face on national television in his first year because he learned – like that's the way that he learned and grew mm. from that. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's embracing these failures and not worrying about what the results look like but solely just focused on that process. Amazing. All right. The book, I've kept you for a very long time. David Nurse, the book, Pivot and Go, 29-Day Blueprint to Redefine and Achieve Your Success. Link to where to buy it in the show notes. If you've liked what we've been talking about today, if you feel motivated, grab the book, go through the 29 days. We got at least 29 more days of, of an interrupted life. What better time than now? What better place than this for you guys to make that change in your life so that you can come out of quarantine, come out of this out of this uh, difficult time better than ever before and ready to change the world and ready to, to be changed yourself. David, there's two things I'm going to ask you and I ask them to everybody. First and foremost, how aside from buying the book, which we're all going to do, how <laughs> can people follow up with you? Yeah, you can follow me at my website, davidnurse.com, on social media, Instagram and Twitter, davidnurseNBA. I have a podcast, The 1% Podcast, where we talk about these 1% daily steps through high performers, NBA players that have have gotten to their goals by taking these 1% steps. And 
Yeah, I mean, buy the book anywhere books are sold or come out here to L.A. and hang out with us and drink great coffee. <laughs> That's right. We, we're both coffee obsessed. Um, so, yeah, so a link to the website as well as the uh, as well as the social media accounts are in the show notes. And I'll also put a link to your podcast in there as well. Um, and, yes, you can. Uh, David and I, before we started, we we're talking a lot about our our, our individual coffee obsessions. And uh, yeah, come have coffee with us in Los Angeles. Uh, one last thing, and I ask it to everybody. What is one thing that we can all start doing today to make our lives a whole lot better? One thing. I love it. Great setup. The 1% step. Here it is. It is the hands, the service hands. That will really change the game for you. If you look at the situ- any situation that you're in, as it's not about me, but it's how can I serve others or even like, hey, something tough is coming your way or you're really getting beat up during this crisis time. And you can look look at this as, yes, this is going to serve somebody else. This At some point, this difficult situation that I'm going through, I'm going through this because now I can help somebody else coming along the way. So it's not the things that happen to us, but it's the service hands of understanding that the things that happen to us are actually things that can happen through us for the benefit of others. That's that is see then that's that kind of mindset shift that that will change your whole life everybody. That's you're absolutely right. David Nurse, thank you so much for your time today. I really I really really appreciate it. You're the best. A lot of fun, man. Thank you. That's it for our show today. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, If you would like to follow up with David, I have all of those links, including all the books we talked about in the show notes. Uh, You can also, if you like the show, please rate, comment, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts. That helps us out a lot. Also, keep rating. Guys, I've been reading the ratings. Thank you so much for reviewing the show. I genuinely appreciate it. If you want to follow up with us, facebook.com slash John Tesh. We go live there all the time. John is also on Twitter at John Tesh and on Instagram at John Tesh underscore IFYL. I am Gib Gerard. You can find me at facebook.com slash Gib Gerard or at Gib Gerard on Instagram and Twitter. I try to respond to every message or DM about the show. So please let me know if you have any rec- recommendations for guests or anything like that. It, it, it's a huge help because I do this show for you guys. So thank you so much for listening.